Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. Hey, everybody. It's Don LaGreca, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. And lots to get into, but we're going to start with the whole Bob Murray story placed on administrative leave, apparently abusive behavior as the general manager of the Ducks. And listen, I don't know what's true, what's not true. Uh, certainly it's something that needs to be taken care of if indeed he did these things. But what, the angle I want to take really quick, and then we'll dive into all of the hockey, and that's the reason you watch this, listen to this podcast to begin with, is if there's anything positive that can come from the Blackhawk situation, is it, it's an opportunity for the culture of this sport and other sports to finally change. And what I mean by that culture is, is that the whole idea of not believing victims, the whole idea of not wanting to stir the pot, the whole idea of feeling uncomfortable to come forward has to change. It has to. And for a long time, it was just better to just keep your mouth shut. Don't get yourself into any trouble. This is the way things are. Well, they're not supposed to be this way. So if you're in an abusive relationship then you do something about it. And, and if there's a boss that's not treating you well, you should be able to have an outlet in which to express that. Now, I understand the other side, too, that you don't want to sit there and every time somebody screams foul that everything's got to get shut down. There is a process that you go through, and that process can can happen, and, and that, that process says wasn't happening when people aren't speaking up. So... Listen, you don't want someone to lie. You don't want somebody to bring down an organization or bring down a boss because you don't like them by having false allegations. But if there's something, a process that exists that allows you to go through it and vet it, then you know what's bullshit and what's not, quite frankly. And you need to have that process developed. And the way you do that is you change the culture to where if you feel uncomfortable about the way you're being treated by a coach, by an executive, by a boss. Really, in any walk of life, you should have the ability to go forward and talk about it and and have a discussion about it. And whether it's an HR, whether it's a third party, somewhere where an employee or a player can go and say, this is what's happening to me. I want this to stop. So the NHL sent out alerts to all the teams that they want that line of communication open that if there's any questionable behavior you have to come forward with it and then next thing you know all of a sudden we find out about bob murray and the ducks and and he'll be vetted he'll go through the process and he'll either be cleared or lose his job but at least the word is out there that if there is a victim that they feel like they have a voice and that they can be heard because that didn't happen to kyle beach he didn't have a platform his voice was not heard and then that trickled down to john doe two who was sexually assaulted in high school and i'm sure you watched or listened on tsn the interview with his mom 
and how he feels right now about the National Hockey League and Gary Bettman and the lack of really doing anything because everybody gets on the defensive. Everybody's afraid they're going to get sued. Everybody's afraid, well, if I take care of John Doe too, that means a hundred other people can come forward and want monetary gain from this. But when you don't have a system in place... That's what your fear is. But if there is a system in place, if there are layers that you can go through, then you don't have to worry about false allegations. You don't have to worry about people for a money grab, that there'll be a process that you can go through. So hopefully, not just in the National Hockey League, but of all the other leagues that exist, we now can have that process be developed. You know, we saw the culture in Major League Baseball with the way women have been treated. We see the culture in the NFL and the NBA as well, in uh, gymnastics and tennis and golf and all every walk of life. I mean, sports is no different than any other workplace. And there has to be attention paid to this. And so let's, let's pay attention to it. That's the most important thing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, last night, some very interesting games. What's going on with the Panthers, right? Uh, undefeated in regulation, now back-to-back losses. And the disturbing thing is is to, to to give up 11 goals. And I wouldn't say the Devils or the Rangers are explosive offensive teams. So is this kind of things balancing out? Uh, is, is Knight in a bit of a slump? I don't think the Panthers play particularly well in front of him either. The Devils jumped all over him. Uh, Johansson gets a couple of, uh, Janssen, excuse me, gets a couple of goals. Uh, P.K. Subban with a goal and an assist. Uh, Ty Smith had a three-point night. Great win uh, for the Devils. And they've been a nice story here early in the season. And they get Dougie Hamilton back and you cross your fingers that eventually Jack Hughes can come back, but that's a nice win for the Devils and the Panthers have kind of stubbed their toe here a little bit uh, with a couple of back-to-back losses on back-to-back days. Now, there's a really interesting story developing in the Pacific Division, and with the Kings picking up a win last night, with the Ducks winning last night, the Golden Knights uh, picked up a big win over uh, the Seattle Kraken um Vancouver did earn a point last night in that loss to the Ducks and you know they gave up the lead in the third period and uh, eventually the Ducks were able to come back and win the game is that I keep thinking about what Wayne Gretzky said you can't win a Stanley Cup in October or November but you can lose it and all these points matter. Dave Maloney always says on the broadcast, points don't go bad. Right? No, matter, no matter how you earn them. The Rangers have not been great this year, but you're 7-3-3. Three, and three. You don't take away the points that the Rangers have. They've got 17 points. They earned them. Nobody's going to take them away. And you, you look at this specific division and then outwardly the Western Conference. If I'm Dallas, if I'm Colorado, I'm concerned. I'm under 500 to start the season. I'm you know, five, six points out of a playoff spot. Those teams are good. I think they'll make up the ground. But if Edmonton and Calgary are legit, legit, and I think they are. You know, They both lost last night, but they're, they're legit good. And, and McDavid kept his point-scoring streak alive, 11 straight games to start the season, which is, the believe it or not, the, like the third most in the history of the NHL outside of Wayne Gretzky because he has the other three. Um, 
Edmonton and, and Calgary are, are going to be up there. But that third spot's up for grabs. So, you know, Anaheim has played great, 17 points. Granted, they played 14 games more than any other team, but they've got earned 17 points. San Jose looks legit to me. They've beaten some really good teams. They're, they've won four of their six road games. The Kings have now won six consecutive games after a slow start, and, they're, and, and Byfield's going to come back from the injury, and now the Kings look like they're a team that you can contend with. All right? Now, now Vegas is only a point back. But Vegas is waiting on Eichel, and they're waiting for some of their injured players to come back, but they're on the outside looking in. Dallas, Colorado. So not only is it, well, I want to make sure that I can at least get a wild card, I don't want to be on the outside. Because if a team like San Jose is legit, then that could be your three teams in the Pacific. It could be Edmonton, Calgary, and San Jose, which now means that the Kings and Vegas settle for a wild card what happens to dallas and colorado now they've got to really focus on being one of the top three teams in the central division well st louis is legit minnesota's been good for a while now they've won three in a row they won seven of ten winnipeg is kind of the x factor although they're six one and three in their last ten pretty good team really good goaltending they're going to get healthier as the season goes on so you might have dallas and colorado clamoring to get that three seed Otherwise, they're going to get sucked into the wild card, which is so wide open with so many teams. If you're not careful, you could be on the outside looking in. Now, it's still very early, all right? We've only played a dozen games or so on average from everybody else in the league. There's 70 games left to play, but you just need to be careful because it can get away from you. And a team like Dallas, listen... I know it was a couple of years ago they went to the Stanley Cup final, but I think Colorado is a better team. I think they're going to be fine. But the pressure that teams uh, like the Kings, like Minnesota, like uh, uh, like the Anaheim Ducks that they they they're putting on in San Jose, that they were teams that we weren't really, you know, when, when you thought about, you didn't think about the Ducks. They were one of the worst teams last year. You know, you don't really think about San Jose as being a contender, and maybe time will will balance it out, but you just need to be careful. You don't want to dig yourself too big of a hole here. There is a perception that it's easy to make the playoffs in the NHL. It is not. Good teams miss the playoffs because this format makes it so, and that Pacific division is going to be a huge X factor in the Western Conference. Now, Detroit on the east side, that becomes interesting. Because we have a same situation going on in the Atlantic Division. Florida, despite the last couple of days, are legit good. Tampa, the defending Stanley Cup champions over the last two years, you know they're going to be there. All right? So now it becomes, well, Boston. You know, Boston's Boston. Of course Boston's going to get that three spot. Well, let's see what Detroit does here. Now, I do, do I think what's happening with Detroit is sustainable? Raymond's had a tremendous year. They're getting good goaltending. They Again, they've benefited from playing 14 games as well, but they've won three in a row. So we've discarded Detroit before. We discarded the likes of Buffalo as being non-contenders in the East. Well, if all of a sudden a team like Detroit becomes pesky, who's out? Now, now Montreal... They certainly look like a team that's going to be out. So a playoff team from last year, gone. I'm not sure I had them in the playoffs this year anyway. But teams like Detroit, teams like Buffalo make things very, very interesting. You know, Islanders off to a bit of a slow start. Granted, they've played a lot of games on the road. All their games actually have been on the road. But with the Rangers getting points, 
uh, with uh, New Jersey playing well with 14 points, it just it kind of just shows you that even though it's only November, and even though you know a team like the Islanders, they've only played 10 games, so they've got lots of games in hand. A game in hand on New Jersey, they've got you know three games in hand um, on on the Rangers, and a game in hand on Carolina, two games in hand on Washington. The Islanders are going to be okay, but what it does tell you is you can't be throwing games away. And I think it's really been a very interesting first month of the season because of some of these surprise teams that have gotten off to quick starts and some of these teams that we thought were definitely going to be playoff teams kind of falling off a little bit here has just really made it interesting. All I'm saying is do not take things for granted because it could very easily very easily get away from you. So we'll see if the Golden Knights wake up, see if the Ducks are legit, see if the Sharks are uh, legit in the West. I do think the Red Wings will come back down to earth. Uh, But you look at a team like Ottawa. I was high on the Ottawa Senators this year. I thought this was a team that can compete for a playoff spot. But their start of 3-8-1, to me, they might have killed any chance of making the playoffs now. Because I thought they could sneak in as a wild card. They've dug themselves such a big hole that they might they might be done. You know, a, a team like Montreal that went to the Stanley Cup final this year, they may be done at 3-10-1 to start the season. So this whole idea is, well, everybody makes the playoffs, it's so easy, the regular season is meaningless, bull. It's not. It, it's very, very meaningful, and I think it's a lot of fun. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Let's start with Sean. He says, hey, Don, my brother and I want to go to a game but can't afford Ranger or Islander tickets. Those are the teams they root for. But we can go to the Devils. Is there a team we should see them play again since we don't have a rooting interest? Thinking Edmonton or Washington to see Ovi or McDavid. Well, I mean, if you're if you're a Ranger or Devil or an Islander fan, you can go see those teams play. Um, but granted, those are probably where the tickets become pricier because those fans want to go to the Rock. But you, to me, this sport right now has some just amazing players to watch. Uh, you got to want to see Connor McDavid. So if the, if Ed, and and Leon Drysaddle, you want to see Edmonton. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin now tied with Brett Hull, fourth all-time in goals with 741. So every time he plays, there's a chance that history could be made. So who knows? Maybe he'll pass Yarmir Yager the night that you you go see Washington play New Jersey. Start thinking about that. You know, I want to see some of these young kids uh, get a chance to play. So I would take a look, not so much at teams, but as players. Is this kid Raymond legit for Detroit? I'm sure you can get a pretty cheap Devil Red Wing ticket right now. Um, so that's what I'm kind of looking at. These good young players, these fun players. I want to see uh, McKinnon, Landeskog, and McCarr. So if Colorado comes to town, so I would kind of think more about the players. Barkoff in Florida. I mean, the the, the the list's endless right now. NHL is just stacked with a lot of stars. That's what I would be motivated to see. Donnell says, hey, Don, for the locals since the Panthers – or one of the best teams in the NHL. Which team do you think beat them the best, Rangers or Devils? Plus, if you 
Didn't know the Islanders finally put up a sign at UBS Arena on the highway. Check it out on social media. I did see it. I saw that it was, I guess, on the Cross Island Parkway for the exit for Hempstead Turnpike. I did see that, so that's pretty cool because we're getting closer and closer. I will be in the building on November 24th when the Rangers take on the Islanders. I'll call from there. I'll get to see the building for the first time. I'm really looking forward to that uh, in a couple of weeks. But clearly, when you... When I looked at the Rangers beating the Panthers, that was all about Shesterkin and the way he played. But the Devils just thoroughly thrashed him. Granted, it was the Panthers' second of back-to-backs. I get that. But a Devil team not known for their offense, putting up a touchdown, the Devils were way more impressive than the Rangers in that victory last night. JJ says, what's the next step in the Blackhawks' rebuild? Was it a mistake trading for Jones and Flurry, considering they are not ready to contend? Well, that was the question. Not so much the trading for Jones, but the contract they gave Jones. And, you know, Flurry was a stopgap because they thought, remember, early in the season, Chicago was very competitive. So they probably thought they can catch some lightning in a bottle. But now you've lost your coach. I'm with you. I think those ended up being mistakes. They're going to have to start unloading some players and really embracing the rebuild. Again, I know last year's start kind of sucked people thinking into Chicago might be able to do it quicker. But having seen what the Rangers have done, having seen what the Devils are going through right now, you know, with their rebuild, um, clearly you've got to embrace it and start unloading some players. And I think they're going to have to really start thinking about doing that, uh, if not uh, sooner than later. But that Jones contract is is a tough one. I like Jones as a player, I do. But in a salary cap era, to be locked into that kind of money kind of makes it difficult. And now, you know, new you know new regime, new general manager. Um, new uh, hockey operations. There's a lot going on in Chicago, and they just have to embrace the rebuild. Uh, Calvin Hewitt says, Hey, Don, I know and understand the reasons for William Eklund's been sent back to Sweden. I don't disagree with it entirely, but are you disappointed because he was playing great for San Jose, really helping us? I feel for the kid because his team he's gone to is in last. Well, uh, you... I can't tell you that I really completely understand the logic and the thinking, but clearly this organization is very, very concerned about giving players too much more than they can handle. San Jose right now has found themselves in a full-blown race to make the playoffs, which I'm not really sure, um, not covering the team or around the team all the time, that they fully thought was the case. And you, I'm, I'm going with it with the Rangers now. Like, do you really want... Did you really want Lafayette playing nine minutes on the fourth line? You know, at what point do you look at Kako, who does not have a point, and say he's doing more damage to his psyche by by going out there and playing and not scoring? So I think you've got to be very careful with young players to make sure you don't break their confidence, especially now that you've upped the ante on the meaning for a lot of these games. Um, Haywood says, with Kreider doing so well on the power play, can he translate that to being... Uh, an even strength player. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the Kreider has six power play goals, and I believe all six of them have been deflections in front of the net. So that's a power play move, right? So five on five, you're probably not spending a lot of time in the O-zone where he can park himself in front of the net, get deflections as easily as he can on the man advantage. So um, that. So I don't know if you can apply that specifically. He's got to drive to the net more. I mean, he's just got to do more. You saw that goal by Miller the other night. That's what Kreider should be doing on a daily basis, and hopefully he can start to do that five-on-five. Five. Uh, David says, Panthers now lose a couple in a row. Should we be worried about them given the coaching change, or is this just a normal rough patch? Listen, nobody goes undefeated in this league, all right? 
and they got a cut caught in the Ranger game where I thought they outplayed the Rangers, just Shesterkin stood on his head. That very easily could have been a win if Shesterkin was just great instead of phenomenal. And second of back-to-backs, you probably took them lightly, the Devils. And it's just it's it's just a rough pad. They're fine. I mean, it, you know, they, they were winning games without Barkoff, you know, and Bennett, and, and now those guys come back. Uh, they're going to be fine. It's just a, it's a couple of bad days, okay? This league doesn't have any layups anymore. Uh, if they lose a couple more in a row, then maybe I'd be a little bit concerned, all right? But uh, nobody goes undefeated in this league. You're going to lose games, but they're just too good. Uh, I, I can't imagine that 10-0 run was on a fluke. It was just a bad couple of days, a bad 48 hours, and uh, I don't know who they're playing next. I'm going to punch that up for you right now as I take a look at the um, the standings in the Eastern Conference. They're taking on Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh's a pretty decent team, but I would bet um, they would get, find a way to be able to get back on track. They're just too good of a team for that not to happen. All right, let's get to a couple more. Uh, Jimmy says, uh, the Rangers have a strong record early this season and, in my view, have not played anywhere near their potential. Could this mean that this team's ceiling is maybe even a bit higher than we expected? Good teams do find ways to win. Well, the goaltending has been the factor, and I don't think that goaltending is going to change. So, yes, the Rangers can actually produce more points but it's a little disturbing we're talking about a team that has played 13 games and i don't think i've put a 60 minute effort together in any of the games that they play that's got to change so you know don't just assume that things are going to change um, until they do will panarin be better you would think will zabanajad be better you would think will lafaniere and kako be better you would think but it doesn't make make it necessarily so and it's not like Shesterkin is going to be able to stand on his head every single night. You saw that he can crack like he did in Calgary, giving up the six goals. You don't play well in front of him. He can only steal so many games. So I'm kind of with you, Jimmy, that this team can be better. Um, but uh, it's got to happen sooner than later. They had four, they're had going to have four days off between the game that they won against Florida on Monday and the game coming up Saturday against Columbus um, so hopefully with a little practice time, they could figure it out. Another thing, again, not making excuses, because look at the Islanders. They have yet to play a, a home game yet. But the Rangers, nine of their first 13 games have been on the road. They've had two four-game road trips in which they were exclusively on the road the entire four games. I mean, you got four-game homestands in the Metropolitan Division where you can come home. You know, you play Toronto, you fly home, you play Washington, you fly home. You know, this were four four different road trips in which they were gone for that full week. And that's a lot for an early portion of the season. But they get the break here. They get the four days off. Uh, back on the road against Columbus. Then back home, second of back-to-backs against New Jersey. And then home again against Montreal. But then off to Toronto and Ottawa where they'll spend uh, you know another three, four days up in Canada. So a lot of road games, a lot of travel. So maybe that'll change and things will settle up and they'll play a little bit more at home and get a little bit more rest, a little bit more practice time, more important than anything else, to kind of figure everything out. Uh, let's see. Lee says, put aside the record because it obviously doesn't reflect the play on the ice outside of Igor. What is the most important variable that explains the Rangers' terrible start by eye test and advanced analytics? Well, 
not to get into all of the analytics because it's not quite like baseball, but there's quite a few of them, and I, I need Steve Valaket to kind of jump in here and give me some of the uh, analytics stuff. Just uh, from my eyes, you're just not getting production on a consistent basis from the guys you're expecting to get it from. Kako having no points. Lafaniere um, really struggling. Uh, Zabanajad and Panarin have been good but not great. All right, Fox, I think, has been amazing. But you know, you know, you're you're, you're not getting, I think, uh, what you want out of that third pairing, uh, where you kind of be flip flopping to Nordy and Lundqvist. They've been okay, uh, but still, they got exposed. You saw it happen in that Edmonton uh, game where that that third pairing gets exposed a little bit. But primarily, it has been just that sustainability of getting your best from your best players. Uh, this is still a league where you need to get the best play from those guys, and I can say that you can get a lot better from Zabanajad and Panarin. Kreider's been great on the power play, could be better, certainly five-on-five. Five. You know, they're missing Heedle, which I think uh, kind of messes things up just a little bit as far as, you know, a team that really, you know, can use a center, and then you lose a center in Heedle, and you're a little concerned about that because of the concussion. But um, overall, I think it's really been the lack of production of their top guys on a consistent basis. That is a bit of a problem. Uh, Chris says, Friday, you got to call the McDavid amazing goal, and then Miller scores coast-to-coast on Monday. When you call the when you call these calls, are you thinking they're highlight reel goals, or you need a highlight reel call, or does that not even enter your mind? Well, I didn't get to call the Miller goal. Kenny was on that one, but I called the McDavid. Here's the thing. Hockey is not like baseball where you can kind of prepare for the moment because you got like 30 seconds between pitches. You don't have that luxury. You kind of just call the way you see. So um, I'd, what comes to my mind kind of comes to my mind here. I can't anticipate that Connor McDavid is going to do what he did in that particular moment when he grabs the puck, he waits for his team to get back onside and then drives through four Rangers and scores a backhand goal. You just call it as you see it, and then – you kind of know as it's happening how amazing it is, and then the inflection kind of comes out. And I don't really think about, well, I got to make sure I downplay it because it's an oiler and not a ranger. Um, it's just, how do I feel just even as a fan what I just saw? And then it kind of comes out with the enthusiasm. So you, you really don't get a lot of time to analyze it, and you can't get bogged down on thinking about what you're going to say. The game is just way too fast. And and listen, I'm not the best at it by any stretch of the imagination, and I've uh, I've done it for about 10 years backing up Kenny and about like 350 games, so I've got some experience at it, and it's never about you. It's just about the game, um, so there's no chance in doing kind of like a John Sterling, it is high, it is far, it is gone, or any kind of signature stuff is going to come after the moment. All I look at it is just describe the play, give it the emotion it deserves, and when you see a McDavid play, when you see a Miller play, when you saw the, like the Pionk play against the Canadians a few years ago, just your love for the sport's going to kind of come out because I, I, I just love it and have so much fun doing it. It's by far the most fun I have of anything that I do uh, in my profession. So anything that kind of comes out will be after the fact, but in the moment all you're thinking about is just get the play right. Identify the player, get the call right, be on top of it, and then whatever happens from there happens. But I do uh, appreciate you acknowledging that I got a chance to call that, and it was a lot of fun. All right, it was great to get the, a chance to talk to you guys and just kind of give an update on what's happening. 
uh, it'll be back. The second uh, version of uh, the Friday Top 5. We'll do that coming up in a couple of days. Who are you now taking out? Enough work here to be able to determine who the top five teams are, although it's going to be tough. There's a lot of good teams in the National Hockey League right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, three games tonight on the slate. TNT takes center stage with a game that, you know, it's going to be very difficult to sell. Arizona home for Minnesota. It's all about Minnesota. Arizona's 1-10-1, finally getting their first victory of the season against Seattle uh, last week. But Minnesota's fun to watch. And you get to these situations. We were talking about how wide open things are in the Western Conference. Those are two points you got to get. So that'll be the TNT game. Otherwise, 7-30, Leafs and Flyers. That should be a lot of fun. Leafs came crashing down to earth, having their four-game losing streak, four-game winning streak go by the boards back on Monday. So they're back to work in Philly and Nashville and Dallas. We talked about the Stars. Got to wake up under 500, 4-5-2 to start the season. Nashville, a bit of a surprise at 6-5-1. and one. They've been fun to watch. So three games tonight to dive into. We'll be back with you again on Friday with the top five. And don't forget, you can reach out to me at Don LaGreca with the hashtag Game Misconduct. So a lot of fun to talk to you today. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.